everybody. And welcome to That's Life, where we affectionately remember David Dinkins as the good old times. Yes, the good days. If you don't get that reference, then you are not a New Yorker. And if you do get that reference, well, you know what I'm talking about. Good morning, folks, and thanks for listening. I'm Miriam L. Wallach, General Manager here at the Nahum Skill Network. You can find me here right after Allison and right before Nahum's live lunch. You're not going to believe, you're not going to believe who's here. You're not going to believe who I am looking at right now as I speak on the air to you. Some reason or another, he matches his microphone today, which I have to say is a little bit disturbing. But good morning, Yoni Pollock. Good morning. Welcome back. I feel like I should already leave. I don't know that reference, so I feel like I'm just going to be admonished for it. Right, I know, but you also don't, you, you, I still don't consider you a New Yorker, so it really doesn't matter. I don't care how long you live here. You still say you're from Texas, and so it doesn't really matter. Um, But it's so nice to see you. Thank you. I that was a, the feeling. The feeling's mutual. No, no, no. It's well. That was I a mean, pause, Yoni. Now that's an week. awkward moment. I know, but we didn't see each other here. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in this a different a, surroundings. Exactly. Seeing you at Sammy and seeing you at Cedarhurst. I mean, you know, that was good times and everything. But not having you in the studio. Right. And now behind the board, it's like the more things change, the more. Or they still stay change. the same. Yeah. You bet they do. I, I know. Should be a new mic in front of me, but it's unclear. Like, is it? I'm looking forward Same. to a smooth engineering day today. That's exactly. for yeah. sure. It's I have my be chocolate fun. milk here, and I'm a little. I'm like not going to open. Oh it please. Yeah. Oh please. I'm begging you. Do not. Do not. Do not go anywhere near anything with liquid. <laughs> so, um, how was your commute today? I, I I walked in and you were in the restroom, and I told Malcolm. I said I have a story already from today's commute. Are you serious? That we're going to discuss. Yeah. Was, oh, you're live lunching it. Yeah. I think okay. That, yeah. Okay, that's fine. Um, yeah, I decided this morning as I'm still driving in, honestly, because um, my family is afraid of me to take the Long Island Railroad and the subway. I um, it took me an hour. Took me an hour door to door, including right. parking. Yeah, totally fine. Like if this wants to stay that way, that's fine. That would be the only post COVID change I'd still be okay with. Yep, absolutely. Right. So everything's fine. How is the uh, davening situation? This is our Upper West Side check in on the davening situation. It's uh, it's going good. It's fun. Yeah. yeah. Thank God we're getting minion and people are enjoying it. The rabbit just had a baby the other day, so isn't great. that lovely? Yeah. Mazal tov. All right. So everything's going well with you. Thank God. And you're looking forward to the live lunch here. Um, for more reasons than one, yeah. Because you're hungry? Yeah. Okay. Hungry, normalcy. Yeah, the normalcy. Story, the whole thing. I know. I can't wait. It's going to be a packed live lunch. And I brought, I brought some nourishment for you. Oh. I know. That was nice my, of me on the first day back. nourishment then. I tried to support local economy when I walked in, you know, so I was just, you you know. Did, did you go to Cozy Corner? I went to the big, I haven't been, I gotta go. I know. Oh, we gotta oh, go together. We had a big, like, welcoming. Do you, think Do you remember, Nahum, when, um, um, and Nahum and Miriam when when I mean this could also be for the live lunch, but when the new sushi guy, uh, so the I new old sushi thing. guy, yeah. So I went to do live. <laughs> we could do live from the cozy corner as well. We should. We should totally go to a cozy corner. It's not. I mean, that's we haven't been back. Not all of us have been back. It's a totally different story. Um, let's do let let me do the fortune cookie because I I've been holding out on bringing back the fortune cookie until Yoni came back in the studio. So this is sort of like our our new. The reopening. This is the reopening of it, of the in-studio excitement, and I'm bringing back the fortune cookie. Okay, so today's fortune cookie. It's it also, is. yeah. Also, to be honest with you, Yoni, I haven't had too much Chinese food, but um, I went back to Walk 18 this week and I got more fortune cookies. Your emotions are right on the surface, but that's okay. Yeah, you know what? Clearly, no family member of mine <laughs> was the one who wrote this fortune because it's far from okay if you know me. Yeah, but I'm going to hold on to that one. Let's go through the national holidays. 
First of all, today is I forgot day. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know, but I guess it's whatever I forgot. I'm celebrating today. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I'm celebrating that. It's Made in the USA Day. I'm sort of wondering how long this national holiday is going to last. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it's been around for a while, and now it's probably going to go the way of the dodo. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's World UFO, D- UFO Day, which is, f- frankly, more likely. There have to be... <sighs> There have to be extraterrestrial reasons for what's going on presently on this planet. Well, I think someone claimed, and maybe they were right, that there was some UFO sighting during this whole thing, but there was like too many things going on with the hornets and with the everything. Right. That it kind of fell to the wayside. But. Right, because when you're dealing with killer bees and a pandemic, you can't also deal with UFOs. Correct. Right, so I hear that. Um, I also want to make sure to wish everybody a happy July 4th, and we do celebrate July 4th here at the Nakam Siegel Network. You know why? Because we're proud to be Americans. Absolutely. I know. Who knew that that was such a bold statement, Correct. Correct. Um, I'm also going to do my weekly, remember to wash your hands with soap and water, remember to practice social distancing, wear masks if you have to be in close proximity to someone else, and folks, this is my weekly reminder about resume at NahumSiegel.com. Yoni, we have gotten a number of very qualified resumes for a variety of different positions, some of which I've been able to, to pass along to Willie Hoffman at the Joel Paul Group. And you know, hopefully making connections for people. So if you if you are out of a job or you're looking to change jobs or or whatever it is, resume at nahumsegel.com. I do encourage you to make sure your resume your resume is updated mm-hmm. before you send it. Please. I'm really not in the business of being an English teacher anymore. Please don't make me send it back to you for revisions, which I've had to do twice already. You can send it to me. I'll do the revisions. Right. You should be checking yeah, these not. emails also, frankly. But yeah, resume at NahumSiegel.com. Put your best foot forward. Best foot forward, making sure to send your best resume to us if possible. And I also, Yoni, I, I have to make this, this I, have to, I have to clarify something for people. Please. This is not for shidduch resumes. Oh, oh, that explains Right, an yeah. That's, uh-huh. So that was an email I had to return this week. Are you also accepting shidduch resumes? No, no, we're not. We're not. That's I'm a not. separate email? And or? I'm not, I can't go into that business. Oh, not at all. I should not be setting people up on dates. We should not be setting people up on dates in the studio. Yoni, you would agree with that, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, Yoni on would the record, pref- I do. Yes, Yoni has preferred in the past that we leave him and his social life alone. So resume at NahumSiegel.com. Please send us your resumes and put your best foot forward. Yoni, I'm excited about today's guest, and I will explain why. Not only do I enjoy talking, speaking to our guests, both professionally and personally, but um, my son, my, my 14-year-old son, recently decided that he was going to start writing for Medium. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah very cute, adorable, and whatever. And he hands me his first... Um, his first piece to so that I could edit it so he could send it to Medium. Yeah. Okay, so what's it based off of? God bless him, Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> it's off of the cartoon Phineas and Ferb because evidently, and I wouldn't know this because I've never sat through an episode of Phineas and Ferb, it's based on the, the question that these two characters, these two kids ask all the time is, what are we going to do today? And that line has become yeah, yeah has become what every single kid and frankly adult has said during corona what am i going to do today and so it occurred to me and especially after a conversation with Malcolm how important it is for all of us to be able to stay as focused as possible and goal oriented as possible during corona hence my contacting my guest 
You're listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. Coach Elliot Steinmetz of the YU Max joins us this morning. We're discussing mind over COVID, staying focused and goal-oriented in unprecedented times. Coach, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I am good. Are you a Phineas and Ferb fan? <laughs> I, I'm not, you know, but I do hear like kids <laughs> occasionally referencing various shows. That definitely is one of them that I've heard at the dinner table. And by the way, you forgot one holiday from yesterday. I forgot a holiday from what was yesterday. For for you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a Yankee fan, but for Met fans, yesterday was Bobby Bonilla Day. Oh, that's true. Right, it was Bobby Bonilla Day. But but because I don't hold from the Mets, I just married a Met fan. I don't hold from it. You know, we try and uh, I don't like to highlight it as much. But I have ma- been making references to the fact that um, everybody's starting right. Uh, everybody's starting uh, training tomorrow, or is it on Saturday? I think it's. I think it was today or tomorrow. I, I think you, it's you tomorrow. Might... I think it's tomorrow, yeah. I think they're showing up to City Field. Anyway, that's enough Met talk for the, like, the rest of my life. This right now, I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to say that I was Micaiah, my Met Mitzvah. Let's talk for a second about the Phineas and Ferb reference, only because I think it's such an important like realization in terms of what we're all, what we've all been feeling of what are we going to do today and how we sort of make goals for ourselves, small goals, bigger goals in order to make sure that we stay focused. I imagine that that kind of discipline is something that an athlete and a coach of athletes feels constantly, that need to stay disciplined. Let's talk about pre-COVID. That need to stay disciplined is something you experience all the time. Yeah, no doubt. You know, and, and, I, and I don't think so much changes in that, in that regard, except for the, the mindset, right? Because everybody's just kind of stuck at home, for how many months, and obviously now people are starting to a little bit go back to work. But the problem is that when something like that happens, everybody's mindset right away, right, right away changes because they're kind of stuck in, in, what they're, in where they're able to go. But you're not really stuck in what you're able to do, and you, know, you might have to modify how you attack your goals, but you don't really have to modify your goals. Right. You have to, but you have to, first of all, I think the most important thing is recognizing that the goals still exist because yep. there's so much that we've all experienced in the last three and a half four months, which seems more like a lifetime, that has left us so powerless that it's important reminder that these goals are still things over which we do have control and power. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, even even within my own you know professional career as, as a commercial real estate attorney, like, People, people were stuck at home, and look, there's, there's horrible situations where people lost their jobs, obviously, and businesses suffered. You know, but I was, I'm in a position where you know, I'm running my own business, and I had the choice over the last three, four months. I could kind of sit at home and you know, sulk about it and wait till things changed, or I could set myself goals over the course of those three months of what I wanted to accomplish, even if business, business was slowing down. You know, so for me, it was about checking in on clients, making sure you know, people were okay, obviously, from a health perspective, and kind of seeing where they they stood from a business perspective. It was, you know, trying to, you know, use the opportunity to still build my business in whatever ways I could so that when we start to come out of it now, you know, I'm not sitting here for the next two, three months trying to rebuild. Instead, I'm right now, you know, catching up and, and thankfully being busy. Right. And I, it's funny that you bring up the law aspect of your life because it's definitely something I want to discuss for, for two minutes. How have you seen law change in the last number of months? I, I spoke to um, an estate's attorney a couple about six weeks ago. She joined me on the air discussing, you know, people's facing mortality and how people are contacting her, whereas 
you know, they would be much more hesitant to do so. But we've all been faced with such scary, a, such a scary reality that it's forced people to act on certain things that they have otherwise been pushing off. Have you seen a change in the client's perspective from where you're sitting in terms of the law that you practice? So not not as much on the on the real estate side, you know, and I, I imagine that makes sense on the estate side. Certainly, people are starting to kind of uh, you know recognize their own mortality right. and seeing what's going on around everybody, you know, around us in the country. Um, you know, from from a real estate perspective, uh, it it was a little different. Uh, you know, there was certainly a slowdown. First of all, as people were sick, they were you know not necessarily doing as many deals, and obviously banks slowed down in terms of lending. The biggest thing I saw was kind of the the rise in technology, and and, and I don't think things will ever really be exactly the same. And, and, and I don't mean that in a bad way. It could actually have pushed, you know, the legal practice, and, and I'm sure a lot of businesses, a little bit more into the technology era. So, you know, whereas uh, very often, especially in New York, you had banks that would require in-person sit-down closings where everybody had to kind of right. be in the same room for three hours, wasting time signing documents. Um, you know, the, the newer practice of, of escrow closings where you can do a closing remotely and, and have all the documents sent into an escrow agent, you know, obviously was prevailing over the last three months and hopefully will become you know, more of a uh, more of a standard in, in, in the future. And, and I think the same applies, and I'm not somebody who goes to court. My, you know, my partner is a litigator, um, you know, Courts have not been open right. for in-person visits. They've been doing everything either by phone or by Skype or, or by Zoom and different kinds of conferences. And I, and I imagine there will be a little bit more of a push towards use of that technology to not keep the courts, you know, super crowded even when things start to normalize. Right, or whatever normal looks like. Correct. It's, exactly. It is. It's so interesting. And, and somebody I know recently got sworn into the bar and had their interview, and it was done by Skype. And, you know, he was he was all, wow, this is not what I expected. This is so lackluster. And there's and I don't have to tell you, there's there's that moment for you as an attorney when you pass the bar and you're about to be sworn in and you're a member of this lack of a better word, tribe, and 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 now you're doing it in the comfort of your home with a button-down shirt on a pair of shorts, it's just not the same thing. But but in terms of the things that you're experiencing and you're mentioning, it's it's good to see that even the courts, which and 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 the banks are able to evolve and order t- and, and progress because there's Absolutely. hope there. There's hope there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then, and then even on the coaching side, obviously, you know, we we do our we generally after the season have postseason meetings individually with each player where we can kind of go over the the past season. We talk about things they want to work on for the coming season. We did those all by Zoom. And, and truth be told, I would do them on Zoom going forward, regardless <laughs> of the situation. It saves me it saves me a trip up to the Heights three you know three nights uh, following the season. So right. it's you know it's it's something where I think a lot of a lot of Good could come out of the, you know the technological aspect of what can be accomplished without you know having to go certain places and, and be more efficient with time and, and and all those kind of things. There's there's no doubt there's a lot that we can learn from it. Well, I couldn't have asked you for a better transition. Let's talk for a second more about coaching. That was excellent. I appreciate that. Um, let's talk about what you've heard from your from your um, from your. I don't even want to call them. They're not just players; they're almost teammates because you just have that camaraderie. But let let's talk about what you've heard from the players, what they've been experiencing in terms of some kind of inertia and, and possible trouble getting back into things or staying on track. What have you heard from them in general? 
So I've heard different things from different players. You know, it's interesting because we're, we're not allowed to practice now anyway. Um, right. So, you know, they obviously are on their own in terms of their training and in terms of their, you know, weightlifting and all those things. It's kind of on them. We're not even allowed to make anything mandatory. You know, the, the extent of mandatory is the fact that they obviously need to come in to next season in shape if they want to play. <laughs> um, you know, but we can't give them required workouts. But, you know, they're allowed to work with a strength and conditioning coach. So, you know, what we've been able to do is kind of set up Zoom sessions with our with our strength and conditioning coach and our players every so often to kind of check in on their progress, um, and they're in touch with him directly. Uh, but they're each on kind of on their own. Some of them have been working with trainers, you know, either at their houses or, or in facilities if they're able to, depending on what state they live in. Um, you know, some of them are just at home working by themselves and obviously extremely strict about, you know, whatever the guidelines are. Um, and then at this point, you have a couple of guys who I think are starting to go out and, you know, in, in find smaller games within their own community bubble, so to speak, and be able to start to play ball a little bit. So I think they're all kind of in their own element in terms of what's comfortable for them and their family. Um, you know, but I, you know, I haven't heard from a single guy who's just, you know, sitting back and not trying to get better. So that's that's a positive. Right, I'm sure. And I, and I also imagine that athletes in general have this Un- unbelievable ability to shut out everything, the noise, the the racket, so to speak, when they're in the middle of a game, when they're about to approach a game. And so this kind of, you know, mental acuity, this kind of focus certainly, certainly works to their advantage now. The noise is much louder and it's global, but it, it has to be part of them, you know, part of, part of who they are, part of their makeup that allows them to stay focused even with everything going on. I think that's for sure true, and I think also they find ways to adapt. Um, you know, so, you know, and I've seen it in my own house with my own kids. You know, they, they find ways to get exercise in and get workouts in that are, you know, applicable to the sports that they're working on, and, you know, my players have done it also, obviously, whether it's finding an empty park to, to shoot hoops if you don't have a court in your backyard or if it's just being able to work out with things that you have in the house. You know, I, I've seen uh, various posts on social media of, um, you know, athletes all over the world that are just finding mm-hmm. unique ways to work out at home, whether it's, you know, lifting uh, buckets of rice instead of weights because <laughs> right. they can't get to the gym or, or building, you know, weights out of, you know, wood in their backyard, stuff like that. So I think the athletes in general, they always find a way to kind of adapt and get better at what they're working on. My favorite video is of the guy who ran a marathon on his deck. I don't I saw that. It was great. That was amazing. That was totally yeah. amazing. It only makes me want to sit on my couch longer, but I totally think that that was amazing. You know, the 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 whole idea of this clearing the head is um, if you're if, for anybody who's out there who who loves a good Kevin Costner sports movie can reference for love of the game. And in that in that movie, for anybody who hasn't seen it, and I assume Pollock, you're in that ballpark here. But um, but you know, he stands on the mound as a pitcher, and he's and he uses this phrase, clear the mechanism, and you. As the viewer, sit there and listen to nothingness. You 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 enter his mind, and all of the noise that's going on in the stadium sort of fades away and clears away. And you're Kevin Costner at that moment. You're the pitcher on the mound at that moment, clearing the sound away. And so I guess for me, that's the visual that I have. And he too, as an athlete, comes back from a massive injury and and rebuilds his life, etc. But here, that's what I envision when you. Elliot Steinitz, go out on your court in your backyard and you're doing a video and you video yourself taking a number of shots and you post them on Facebook, which I think is fantastic because it reminds people that, yeah, you can adapt and, yeah, you can stay goal-oriented even in, you know, craziness. It's, it's, it's you in your space. You are the one who controls 
that goal. You are the one who controls your own mind. That, to me, is the, is is basically the whole message here. Yeah, it's it's that's that's hundred percent true. I mean, I remember when when my when my kids were little, and and I would go to like little league or, or travel baseball games, and and you know every parent, and including myself, you know they're they're nine year old nine years old, and they're up at bat, and and you're yelling, you know, keep your shoulder, you know, keep your elbow up, and eye on the ball, and all kinds of stuff that you know they know that already, obviously, but par- as parents we can't kind of we can't kind of help ourselves, but to try to you know push our kids through you know an at bat or a foul shot or or whatever it is in sports. And I remember one time after a game. You know, I, I said to my kid on the way home, I'm like, do you, do you even hear me? Like when, when, when we're yelling from the side, like the kids even hear the parents. He goes, no, not at all. Nobody, nobody's listening. He's like, we're focused on like playing. We're focused on the at bat or the pitch or the shot or whatever it is. He's like, you guys are all yelling on the side. We don't hear anything but like noise. He's like, it's just nothing. So after that, I just stopped. Because that's just, you know, and it's the same way for even, you know, me as an adult. Like you said, I'll go outside in the backyard because I can't go to the gym and I can't go to, uh, you know, lift or spin or any of the things that I've done in the past at a gym right now uh, to to work out. So, I, you know, I, I would love to be able to run, but it hurts too much because I guess I'm just getting older. But, you know, I, basketball is something that I've always loved doing, and I've found a way to kind of incorporate you know, my workouts into being able to play basketball. And you're right. I go out there for an hour, an hour and a half. I'll sometimes lose track of time. And it's just like the whole world kind of fades away for that hour while, while you're getting that, you're getting that work in. And, and as a parent of an athlete, um, you know, it's such an important balance. And you and I have spoken about it before. You know, you're Coach Steinmetz, and there are these college kids who turn to you, and you're able to give that tough love when necessary. And and there's a, that chemistry is obviously different than being the parent of, of a child who is an athlete. And even though he's getting older, he's always going to be your kid. What do you see in terms of his um, discipline during COVID and his commitment to sports? I think you find out, you know, I've always been big on, on telling my kids when they, when they go to play, you know, any sport, whether it's for their school or, or a little league or some sort of, a, you know, a community basketball league, I always tell them beforehand, you don't have to play for anybody but yourself. Um, you know, for me, I read an article a bunch of years ago um, where the key to the article was, you know, telling your kid, making sure that you tell your kid, uh, you know, five words after they play. You know, and everybody loves to sit in the car on the way home and analyze the game and talk about what they could have done better and all these different things about the game. You know, one time sit in the car with your kid on the way home from a game and just tell them that you love watching them play. Mm. That's it. Like, whether they played well, whether they didn't, it doesn't matter. Just tell them that you love watching them play. It means so much more to them than any of the other stuff. Um, you know, but what I think I found over the whole, you know, COVID-19, you know, lockdown, you find out, like, how serious your kids are about certain goals, you know, and there's nothing wrong with them just playing for fun and for exercise, and there's nothing wrong with them having a bigger goal and working towards it, but you find out kind of on their own how serious they are, because you're no longer able to push them to do it. It's kind of, they're sitting at home all day, and they're either going to be sitting and playing Fortnite in, you know, in the basement all, all day, or they're going to be incorporating you know, their regular routine and their workouts in so that they make sure that they're continuing to get bigger and stronger and better at whatever they're doing. Um, and that's the thing I think I saw, which was, you know, super impressive for me, especially with my, with my older one who's, you know, working towards certain goals, was discipline he had to kind of set out a schedule for every single day of what he was going to accomplish, um, you know, from a workout perspective, from a throwing perspective and all those things, and then watch him kind of tackle it and get better. And then for my younger ones who 
or as into sports, but maybe more you know, for the fun and recreational aspect of it, um, to watch them every day kind of go out and choose to even pick times to work out with my older one with things that they could do with him. Um, and then obviously set aside time. To, you know, My daughter spent literally two months almost every single night outside with me just working on shooting foul shots because she wanted to get better at it. Um, so you kind of just see where, you know, you know, where your kids' interests are and how serious they are about it because it's really their choice right now. That's really, that's really fantastic. It really, I mean, there's a lot to be proud of there, but that kind of self-discipline in kids is certainly a lot to be proud of as well. Coach Simons, I want to thank you, as always, for giving us your time. I also just want to tell you that on the way home, ironically enough, from the after eighth grade graduation last night, um, my daughter who graduated said to me, do you think the NCAA is going to start again in the fall? And I looked at her because she doesn't know anything about basketball and doesn't care about basketball. And I said, why? And she goes, because I could really use a Max game. <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I think that we all share that sentiment. And uh, please, God, we should all be back on our feet in no time. I wish you tremendous, tremendous Hatzlacha. And uh, thank you again for your time. Of course. Thank you for having me. Absolutely my pleasure. You've been listening to That's Life here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Wow, so much to think about. I have a feeling we're going to have a lot to discuss about it during the live lunch. I want to remind everybody that we are really wrapping up our fundraiser. I ask you please to give generously at fjbunity.org. If you got a chance to hear Ralph Rosenbaum pitch for us at about 8.40 this morning on JM in the AM, you know that it is ever important for you to please give us as much support as possible during this fundraiser. A full afternoon continues after the conclusion of this show, the live lunch. This is the last live lunch before the start of the three weeks. So don't miss a moment of it. It'll be hosted by Nahum Siegel. Begins at 11 a.m. Tune in. Throwback Thursday at 1 p.m. The Encore of JM Rewind at 4 p.m. And, of course, the Arab Shabbos Show. Again, the last Arab Shabbos Show before the start of the three weeks. Hosted by Mark Zomick today, 7 p.m. Eastern. Tomorrow morning, join Nahum as he hosts JM the AIM starting at 6 a.m. Naomi, table for two starting at 9.30. Avrami hosts Saturday Night Seagull this Monday, Shabbos at 9 p.m. Matis hosts JM Sunday, 7 a.m. Eastern time this Sunday. Again, fjbunity.org. Please do your best to make this happen. I want to... Thanks, 613. You guys reposted this song. It's called White Light. I know we don't usually do acapella before the three weeks, but this song is truly inspiring. It's White Light by 613. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys. Choose for once and learn to enjoy.